With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what... Sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keyes. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, you can email me, um, Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you miss any shows, uh, you come in the middle, all the shows are archived. Uh, they're here at Blog Talk Radio, or you can check them out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, and many other places that you get your podcasts. Just look up my name or the show's name and, and put the guest's name, and it will pop up. Um, also, you can donate to PayPal, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Thank you for those who have already donated, appreciate, allows me to do giveaways and many other things. Uh, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Well, this morning I have a guest. She's been on here before. I think this is her on the line now. Hold on a second. Good morning, Namina. Is this you? Morning. It's me. How are you? I'm great. I am great. Everyone. This is Namina Forna. She has been on here before. She came on before about her New York Times bestseller, The Gilded One. Uh, that was her first book. It was absolutely fucking amazing. I'm going to just put that word in there. <laughs> um, and now she has come up with a sequel uh, equally as gripping and could not put down book. It's called The Merciless Ones. Um, good morning again, and um, thank you so much for writing a sequel. Yeah, thank you for having me. So um, this is just the second, right? There's one more, right? Is that correct? There's, this is yes. part of a, like a, a triptych type of thing? Okay. And yes, this now is a trilogy. I, I, there's one more. There's one more. Now, tell the audience just a little bit about the book. I, I know, but just tell them what this second book is dealing with. Um, so it's always hard to pitch the second book without like <laughs> spoiling the first. So I guess like, I'll just tell you guys what the first is about and give a little bit about the second. Um, okay. the first okay. book in the Gilded Ones, um, is basically, um, about a girl, um, who grows up in a super patriarchal, uh, world where, um, uh, 
there are a group of women who bleed gold, and because of this, they're thought of as monsters. And, oh, then they're also faster and stronger than regular people. Then actual monsters come into this world, and the humans give these girls a choice, fight or die. My main character, Deka, decides to fight, and in doing so goes on an adventure that changes her life. This is why young adult fantasy, by the way. Um, in the second book, uh, Deka um, has learned a lot about the truth of the, her world and the truth of herself, and now she's fighting uh, for who she believes are the people um, that are sort of the right side to fight on. Um, but she said on this one mission that uh, makes her uh, – question everything she thought she knew to be true. And that's like the best way I can pitch it without spoiling it. So I try. Well, we're going to talk about something. We got to give some things up. I mean, okay, let's, let's tell them, first of all, you are from Sierra Leone, West Africa, and you moved to the U.S. when you were nine, and you've been traveling yeah. back and forth ever since. Um, I want to tell people mm-hmm. you can check her out on Twitter uh, at Namina Forna and also on Instagram, Namina.Forna. That's a dot in between the first and last name. Um, and, again, I want to emphasize this was the, her first book was a New York Times bestseller. Um, and, and I believe um, the second one is, is going to be close to, if not another great bestseller as well. And in it's the also first a New York book, Times bestseller. Oh, it's already. Okay, great. Look at there. See, yes. look at there. Look at there. <clears throat> we don't have any slumps <laughs> on this show. <laughs> um so the first book had different African languages in there. So that was something also that might be of interest to people. So she said young adult, but I'm an adult. I'm actually an over-the-hill adult almost, if you want to say, or 52. And I still enjoy it, but I also like sci-fi stuff. So if you like sci-fi, fantasy books, those types of things, strong female characters, great. You're going to love it. Um, it also had a lot of history you, you had in the first book. I remember um, you were taking things from real history and, and kind of like overlaying, like, like we talked about uh, Benin uh, and the, the walls in Benin. Remember, we t- I don't know if you remember, but we talked about Yes, yes. No, that. I remember that. And you, and you know what's funny? So like one of the groups that I based the uh, women, the warrior women and the gilded ones, um, I based them um, on the Mino, which are um, basically the Amazons of Dahomey. And now, you know, there's that new sh- uh, movie coming out called, um, what is it, The Warrior Queen oh, um, or something like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with mm-hmm. Viola Davis. And it's based on the same thing. Yes. See, I, that's why we got to talk about this so they know what's going <laughs> on and they want to wanna buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, um, yes. Now, now, when we had when I had you on before, we did talk about you know the patriarchal and feminism, but things have gotten worse, Namina, like literally worse in reality for for oh. women in this country, like a hundredfold. <laughs> and I, and laugh- one of the characters, huh? Go ahead. I said I'm laughing because I just came back from Sierra Leone and I was in Sierra Leone when, uh, like, Roe versus Wade uh, was struck down. And I was, I was ironically um, at a conference um, about violence against women. And, like, I just sat there and I didn't know what to say. Like, we all just sat there and looked at each other because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
it's crazy. The, one of the characters or the types of characters in your book, these women are called Alaki, or am I pronouncing yeah. that correctly? Alaki. And, the Alaki. Uh, we need yes. those now. We need those now here. We we need warriors now in this reality to deal with what's happening because I feel like it's going to get even worse. Um, and there are other laws that are going to be changed that are going to not only affect women but also affect men as well. Um, that's something in your book, the second book that you deal with, and you talk about um, – the imbalance, like having all women is not good either. Like it should be men and women should be able to flourish. Um, and how do you think our society is dealing with that now with this change? Do you think it's only going to be men again flourishing and women not being able to go to school or go to work or get equal pay, uh, you know, or any of these I, things, none of these are, clo- they're further away now? Or um, I honestly think that, like, the United States has been in this long and slow slide um, towards, like, basically dismantling, dismantling women's rights and also dismantling the rights of other minorities, and that, of course, includes queer people and black and brown people. Um, I do think that that is the end goal is to basically it, it, is, it seems to me that in the United States the only people um, whom certain politicians think deserve rights are white men and like that is the reality. Do I think that there is going to be like that absolute slide back, um, a rollback? Um, I don't think so, but I think that that is what um, I, I think that's what um, the intent is right now, and I think that. Like, if we don't keep fighting, that's, that is the end result. It's, it's funny, you know, like how people made Stay Woke a joke, um, but, like, <laughs> as it turns out, we needed to stay woke all along. Um, it is so just, what does Stay Woke look like to you, <clears throat> Namina? What does that look like to you? When, when you say Stay Woke, what does that look like? What practical things can people do? What do you think people should be doing? I mean, I think practically you need to be aware of who your representatives are, who the people um, who um, you're voting in are, what their records are. Like, I think that's just part of being an American citizen is having the responsibility um, to sort of understand the issues. That is the thing um, of this great American um, experiment. It says, hey, everybody has rights, but in order for you to defend your rights, you have to actually sort of, you know, keep abreast of what's happening. And I think, unfortunately, um, right now, everything is so scattered. There's so many things, um, like, seeking our attention. Like, you know, on any given day, you wake up in the morning and there's news, TikTok, um, Instagram, Facebook. Like, all of these things are always competing for your attention, but, like, um, I think right now the important thing is to pay attention to what is going on politically because it does affect, it does affect all of us, you know. And, like, I think mm-hmm. the other thing is that <clears throat> we tend to, like, look at, like, say, LGBTQ rights and say, oh, that doesn't affect us. But, like, when one group of people's rights sort of um, get, like, taken away, like when – queer rights, trans rights gets taken away. It's a slow slide to women's rights. It's a slow slide. You, you know, so it's like you, you just have to sort of keep abreast and understand that what affects 
um, other people affects you too. I I I just I think well, that I think I think that's the, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I I was gonna say I I agree with you, and I also want to. For me, my opinion about the Roe versus Wade is that people may not realize part of that ruling was actually a, a, a married couple was part of that ruling. Um, uh, and the, the, the woman, the wife, um, did not want to have the baby for medical reasons. So people only think of, like, this one woman fighting against the system, so to speak, the rights to trying to have an abortion. But there are many types of people that may need uh, an abortion uh, for medical reasons, um, for personal reasons, whatever the reasons, so it's not just a one face, you know what I mean, for, for, the, for, for somebody needing abortion, and that men are going to be affected by this. So if you're saying oh, that yeah. women can have abortion, <laughs> then women are going to have babies, okay, and they're either going to give them up or they're going to keep them, and then they're going to take men to court to try to get child support. The man may not have wanted to have a baby. Yeah. So then he's going to be fighting against that. In in the meantime, a child is suffering. In the meantime, a child does yeah. not have all the resources they need. So it's not only affecting women; it also affects men. So if there are men out there listening, and they're like, "Oh, you know, poor women. That's a shame. I don't have to worry about that." Uh, 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 buddy. That's not the case because half it the country is saying, it, "Exactly," and half the country is saying. No way, shape, or form abortion. I don't care if you got raped, if it was incest, if um, you're about to die. Um, well, now they're truly. I mean, look at the case of that 10 year old. Oh, my God. Talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to tell them. Some people um, may not know about that. Um, so uh, there was a 10 year old um, who was raped um, and as a result uh, got pregnant. Um, and so had to travel across state lines um, because her uh, original state did not allow abortions. And so when she, uh, when she went to get an abortion, like um, so many Republican congressmen were like, that's not true, this doesn't exist, like there's no record of this like happening, there's no cases. And even um, reputable, um, quote-unquote reputable uh, news sources such as I think the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal said that like there was no way that this case was true. Well, come to find out later this week, uh, one report like the, um, the case finally went to court and only one reporter showed up to actually bear witness to what happened. And this sort of exploded like just a lot of things because all of these uh, congressmen particularly who were saying that there's no way this is true, had to sort of roll back their words. And there was a lot of <clears throat> sort of political shenanigans happening where people were, you know, sort of half saying, well, you know, I guess this is true. To the... But, I mean, it is just uh, unconscionable um, that a 10-year-old um, was raped. Um, and, I, and I use that word because that is what it was, was rape. And, like, could not get an abortion in her own state. And then, to add insult to injury, had all these politicians and the news sources saying that this did not happen to her. Yeah. Um, it's, but, you it's know. absolutely yeah. crazy. Let's, let's talk about the book, Rebecca. Let's go back to the book. So um, the cover of the book is just as beautiful as the other one. Now, did the same artist 
do this one as well, or did someone different do it? No, it's the same artist, Johnny Tarajosu. Uh, check him out on mm-hmm. Instagram. Check him out on Instagram. It's a beautiful cover. If you're just listening and you may have not seen the book cover, go on to um, her um, Twitter or Instagram or my Instagram, and you'll see the pictures of the Merciless Ones um, on there. A beautiful tones. Um, the the woman is a definitely you can tell is a black female character, which is great on the cover of a book. Um, and um, and then the the costuming jewel tones. It's it's really beautiful cover. Now in the book, you have a lot of different creatures. How did you keep track of all these different creatures that you created? That's actually my favorite part. <laughs> uh, I'm a super fantasy nerd. So and, okay. and not only that, I'm a super nature nerd. Like I'm the type of person who watch like, uh, you know, National Geographic just for fun um, mm-hmm, and watches mm-hmm. the Discovery Channel and just chills. Um, okay. So, <laughs> all, like I am continuously coming up with new creatures. I love, uh, I love, you know, imagining, okay, what is this creature? What are its abilities? What environments does it thrive in? You know, like, one of my dreams is actually to create, like, an encyclopedia of, like, magical creatures that I made up. Like, I'm that geeky when it comes to magical creatures. Um, oh, well, but what I, mean, I you also definitely love... have a lot in this one. You definitely have a lot. Mm-hmm. I love the water cows. <laughs> There's, like, these cows, yeah. like, things on the water, um, and they were, like, beating these other bad creatures. I, I don't want to give, again, give too much weight, but they were, like, kind of good in a way. But that was like a cool character, um, and then there's um, you have a companion to the main character, an animal who's almost like a, a companion. Like, say you have a cat, but it's way more than a cat. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yes, it's everybody's favorite. Um, and wait till you get to book three, because then you get to learn way more about Ixid, where he comes from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, very, very cool character. And then, of course, there – well, one of the things that you talk about in the second book is, like, really focusing on how people have good and evil. They have both things inside of them. And it's repeated multiple times throughout the, the, the second book. Um, and this is something inside of ourselves as humans that we have good and evil. And I don't – I mean, we don't have to use the word evil. We just – we could say bad. Or make bad choices. You know, we have we make good choices, we make bad choices, uh, and that's really hard sometimes for people to accept. Uh, so, for example, if we go back to the ten-year-old getting raped, the person who raped her may have been a good person in some degrees in some areas. If you think about priests, they do a lot of positive things, but then they have this horrible history of you know child abuse. So it's um, we have as humans these different sides to ourselves. Um, we and contain multitudes. We contain we multitudes, but we think about that, right? Uh, now, yeah. one of the cool things um, is there's a – well, I don't know. Do I want to give this uh, – I don't want to give that away because that, that's a big part. I don't want to give that away. <laughs> I was just thinking the one thing. That's the problem. The it's, it's like I write my books that are like – somebody brought up to me the other day that my books are actually thrillers. And it never occurred to me um, that they were. But as it turns out, they are. And that's the thing about thrillers is, like, there's so many twists 
that you, you can't keep, you can't give away the twist because, yeah. Well, we could talk about the issue of um, the different um, gender issues and, and um, gay lesbian issues uh, in the book. And that is something that more and more young adult books are dealing with. And I think it's really helpful. You know, they just had that show Tom Swift on. I'm not sure if you've seen that. And the guy was like a scientist no. and he's a gay. And, oh, my God. You've never seen that? Oh, my God. you got to check out Tom Swift. He's a, he's a, the main Tom character Swift? is, a, yeah, Tom Swift, he's a gay male character, but he's a scientist. And he comes from a very wealthy black family. And um, my point is there's now more gay and lesbian characters in young adult books. Did you have any backlash from publishers where people were like, no, tone it down, um, don't go there, or were they very supportive of you writing the different ta- characters in the storyline? Um, they were very supportive. There was, like, no backlash at all to my understanding or to my knowledge. But I think in mm-hmm. general, like, with um, a series like The Gilded Ones, I tend to go there. Um, in so many different ways that you can't, like, pull apart one because um, I think the thing about this series is uh, I I don't, like, I try to write it as honestly as I can. And, um, and when I say honestly, I mean honestly for me, right? So um, even though this book is young adult, it's very adult. Like, actually, it can be, it could easily be an adult book in that, um, it is very straight to the point about things like, you know, if there's violence, there's violence. Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. pull back on there. If there's right. um, issues that I'm talking about, there's issues that I'm talking about. I don't pull back on that. And so I think that maybe that's the reason I didn't get, because, I mean, after you've read the first book, you, you sort of expect me to say uh, – whatever it is I want to say with a no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there's it. like action, there's bloody action cat scenes, but it's not like drawn out like a Quentin Tarantino type of thing. I don't know. Maybe some scenes, yeah. some scenes, but it's, but it's not gratuitous. It's, 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 it's I, what's needed, I think for the moment, you know what I mean? Uh, exactly. I don't use gratuitous uh, violence, but I do use yeah. violence. Um, I do use violence to make a point. Um, so if right. it doesn't make a point, I don't put it in because I don't believe in gratuitous violence. I don't, you know, I, I enjoy violence, but I don't want to sort of wallow in it if it's not necessary. I mean, now, you know, parents might say, well, do I want my kid reading this? If there is violence in there and there's blood, I mean, people, it's like this thing about watching video games. You know, books can get into people's minds, too, and give them ideas. What would you say to a parent? Um, how would you? How would you, I guess, Convinced a parent oh, to buy would, your book. I would 100%. I would say that, like, why you want to read um, the Gilded Ones trilogy is basically um, the Gilded Ones, um, like, my stated purpose when I was writing the Gilded Ones was I wanted to examine what it lives, means to live in a patriarchal society, right? So I wanted to look at what systems support it, you know, government, religion, and all of these things. And I wanted to show in a fantastical way, but mirroring um, reality, you know, what are the things that women face in the first book? What are the things that women face when they're in a world like this? 
And so um, mm-hmm. what I would say to a parent who's like, okay, I hear this book is violent. Yes, it is violent, and it is violent for a reason because it is showing uh, what happens to women in patriarchal societies, right? And it's also giving girls a mirror of this is what the spectrum of violence looks like. These are the ways that you can fight back. These are the ways that you can create community. These are the ways that you can, and by, by fighting back, I don't mean oh punching or what, oh punching and all of these things, because the most important thing in the book, um, I should say, is the understanding that we all live in a community and we are all only as strong as our community, right? So it's mm-hmm, showing mm-hmm. how girls can depend on each other um, and create systems to help them make change, right? So I would say, yes, it is violent, but it is violent for a reason, and it also offers up, you know, um, what is, I, I can't, it also offers up, um, I, you also I, offer I can't male character the perspective. You also offer male character perspective from the, like you want to say the good side and the bad side, but the going back to, we are stronger as a community. If you think about like the hand yes. and the fingers and we're, you know, if you, if you only got three fingers, you're only over so strong, but if you have five fingers, you can make that fist and, and you're way more powerful. Yes. So um, not just all women, yes. but you also talk about the oppression that men face in this world, uh, in your book, yes. in your fantasy world, but it, it mirrors what's happening to men in our reality you know what I mean? Um, and so I think it, it can be also helpful for a young boy to to read the oh, book, um, uh, to to, to uh, get a different perspective also about how women are dealing with it. Like they may never have thought certain things and be like, wow, you know what? Never thought about that. Okay, yeah, maybe that's why so-and-so is this way, you know, um, or start sparking conversations, it, you know. It's funny because um, so I I the Gilded Ones was always meant to be a trilogy, right? And I always wanted to um, I knew that for the first book I wanted to focus on what um, it meant for women to live in a patriarchal society. And when I got to the second book, I was like, okay, I want to examine what it means for queer, non-binary, and trans folk to live in a, a patriarchal society. But as I wrote The Gilded Ones and I did my research, I started to truly sort of realize and understand how much men are affected by living in a patriarchal society and how they too are oppressed. Like, because that's the thing. It's like um, one thing I will say is that, you know, men benefit from patriarchy 100%. They do, you know. But if we really look at it, there is actually a small percentage of men who get the most benefit, right? And this benefit, these benefits are sort of, um, they're, they're created by forcing everybody to stay in their place, right? And so as I was researching book two, um, I had to really sort of take a step back and start understanding what it meant for men to live in patriarchal systems, which meant I had to then do my research and have a lot of conversations um, with all my male friends and all my male cousins and relatives. Mm -hmm. And that just really opened my mind, 
You know, like I had to, to sit back and be like, through. wow. Yeah, and to see what they were going through. And I was like, wow, this is really messed up, you know, and which mm-hmm. made me realize when we talk about women's rights, we forget that all the rights are interconnected, right? You can't, you can't like, focus on one without the other because, like, all of these things, like, everything is connected. And so it yeah. was just. It was so eye-opening to me. It was so fascinating to me. And, like, um, I'm really, really glad that I sat there. Because I, like, I researched for, like, a year just, like, talking to people and asking no, questions I can and tell. reading a lot. The, the, yeah. The dialogue from, you know, the, the dialogue from the male characters that were, some of them were in the first book, um, you can see their growth. You've allowed their yes. growth and development, and little by little throughout the second book, you can see some of the male characters open up and express more about what they have been going through. And also um, asking people to allow them to go through it. Like, don't kind of like, oh, don't worry, you know, just, just let me deal with, let me just do this right now the way I need to do it. Um, and that's also important. You know, sometimes we may, we may not want to see people sad. We may not want to see people angry, but sometimes we have to let them be that way for a, a period to get, to get it out of their system or for, for them to, 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 to manage it or, you know, deal with it. Um, and, and then they kind of come back to center, if you will. Um, yeah. Another great thing is you have you a lot of different lands. In, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say really quickly, you know what I found fascinating in my research is that um, men and women are socialized to express different emotions, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or are socialized to see different emotions as appropriate. So um, Mm -hmm. women um, are socialized to sadness and men are socialized to anger, right? So if a girl is angry... Um, she has to bottle it in, you know, twist it up in herself and make it sadness, yes. right? So, mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. why, like, a lot of times when women are depressed, that manifests in sadness. When a guy is sad, men aren't supposed to be sad. So he has to mm-hmm. bottle it up, twist it up, and manifest it as anger. So that's why dudes who are uh, depressed actually tend to manifest as seeming angry, and that blew my what? mind to understand yeah, that well, like, anger, that's how deep it goes. And sadness, yeah, they're the same thing. It's just a different side of the same coin. People don't realize that. A lot of times when people are angry, people are like, oh, they're just angry. They're probably sad about something. They'll probably never admit yeah. that, depending on who you are, but they're probably sad about something. And like you were saying. And they might women, not even recognize that. They may not even recognize exactly that that's what's going on with them. Um, let me just ask you some other questions. Um, if you were a fantasy animal, what would you be? Oh, let's see. I definitely want to be a mermaid. Um, I love mermaids. A mermaid. I would definitely. Okay. Yes, I would definitely want to be under the sea. Um, you know, like when I grew up in Sierra Leone, I grew up next to the a marsh that drained out um, into the beach, right? So you could, okay. like, um, when the tide came out, you could walk across the marsh to the beach. And um, people used to say, well, people still say that Mamiwata, who is the goddess of the oceans, would come to that marsh every night to sleep. 
So I've always Ooh. been fascinated by mermaids. And my grandmother used to tell me that, like, um, if I was bad, Mami Asa would come take me away. Now, <clears throat> this was around the time where, when The Little Mermaid came out, right? So okay. I was like, what? <laughs> She's going to – and then I become a mermaid? So I would do, like, all sorts of things. Like, you know, as a kid, like, you do the things you thought were bad, Right. And then I'd okay. wait for her to come and take me, and she never did. And so I'd get mad, and I'd go to the marsh, and I'd be like, I did this. Why aren't you here? Why am I not a mermaid? Yeah, what's up? Where so, are you? Mermaid, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you, if you had to throw something away right now, what is there something in your house or something in your pocketbook, uh, closet? What, is it, what do you need to throw away right now? <laughs> Dog toys. Um, I have a be- <laughs> yes, I have a beloved child. Her name is Magnificent. Uh, she is a Maltipu, and okay. Missy has all the toys, all the toys, which she doesn't like to play with. You know what she likes to play with? She likes to like chase my hair or chase sticks. That's what she likes to play with. I'm like, I bought you ten thousand toys, and you don't use them. Oh my so god! So I'm gonna oh throw away god. her toys. <laughs> throw away the toys. Okay, if you were going to Mars, what would you take? Three things you would take with you? Uh, nothing, because no thank you. So you don't want to go to Mars? I, I don't, I don't want to go to Mars. No thank you. I don't mm-hmm. want to go to Mars. I don't want to go to the moon. This planet is great enough for me. It's just enough. I do not have a sense <laughs> of adventure like that. No thank you. Like, all I can okay, think of is like... Uh, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where, like, they go on Mars and then, like, they explode? So, no thanks. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if you had $100, what would you do with it? Um, let's see. If I had $100, um, um, I'd go to lunch right now because I'm hungry. <laughs> well, it's breakfast, okay. but um, i get myself a really nice brunch. breakfast. Brunch. Okay. Brunch, yeah. And what? What what and what do you eat for breakfast? What's your favorite breakfast? Leftovers. Like, let me tell you, I cooked a delicious Sierra Leonean curry, um, and I I still have some leftover. It was like a Sierra Leonean lamb curry. I put in all the pepper and the ginger. It's about to go down. Okay. Oh oh my god! Now you got my mouth watering. Oh my god! Yummy. Can you like? Yeah. Um, here. Can you like send me like I don't know like was that Federal Express with the ice pack? <laughs> yeah, yes. Like you have to eat my cooking. Like I am a, uh, I'm a really good cook. I love to cook. Oh my god! So what other what other dishes are you good at cooking? Okay, so well I do genres. Okay, so I'm really good um, at cooking Caribbean food, Thai food, Chinese food, and of course West African food with a particular. Um, Emphasis on Sierra Leonean, Nigerian, and Senegalese food. Okay, what about jollof rice? Can you do jollof rice? Of course I can. <laughs> what kind of question is that? That's hurtful. No, no, no. Can I, I just, do jollof rice? What? Okay. What about fufu? What about fufu? Oh, fufu? oh, I love fufu. Ooh, fufu and egusi is actually one of my specialities, okay? Okay. Like, yes, I love to people. do an, an egusi. Mm-mm-mm. All we right, can talk about forever. Not... Okay, I can tell you are not only a, a brilliant writer, but now you're talking about all your. Um, so we're going to have to come over, and you're going to have to give us a reading with all your cooked food, like you know, like as a buffet style. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much, Namana, for coming on for the second time. Uh, excellent, excellent follow-up to the first book. I was, I still loved it. I really couldn't wait to learn more and more about the characters. They got more and more powers and all types of things. I was just on the edge. And, I, again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's just so many things blossom and come into focus in the second book um, from the first one. Some questions that you might have had, um, answers will will be there, and then more questions come up, you know, more questions come up. Um, but it's a beautiful um, story. I'm going to give away some copies of your book. So I want to encourage people to follow me on social media. And uh, you're on Twitter, Namana Forna, correct? Yes. And then yes. on Instagram, uh, Namana.Forna, correct? Yes. And I'm also yes. – uh, I'm also venturing into TikTok, Namina Forna. <laughs> okay, TikTok. All right. Well, thank you again. And now you can go and eat some of your curry and uh, throw away some of those dog toys. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I will talk to you later. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with author Namina Forna about her second book, The Merciless Ones. The first one was a New York Times bestseller, and this one is a New York Times bestseller. I'm going to give away some copies, so you want to follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. And I'm going to be doing an Instagram live chat next Saturday uh, at 1130. We're going to be doing talking about PTSD. That's a big issue, not just for veterans, but for many other people. Um, we're going to be talking about that and where you can go for resources and signs and so on and so forth. So stay tuned. Um, come check in next uh, Saturday for an Instagram live chat at 1130 a.m. Eastern. All you got to do is log into your Instagram account and you know, follow my Instagram, which is Saturdays with Joy Keys, where you can see the interview. You'll be able to ask questions. Um, a little box down below will allow me to see if you have questions and things like that. So um, tune in for that. Um, I will talk to you guys later. I hope you have a great weekend. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what, sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.